I was wide awake by then, sitting up on my straw pallet, telling myself that it was certainly the miller's son, or perhaps one of the minstrels having a bit of riot with his companions. My pallet was beyond the dining stalls and table, at the door to the smithy itself, and I stayed where I was, sure that my master could deal with this. But then the startling music of splintering orc flung me out of bed. I offered a silent prayer to St. Mark, the patron saint of those who would be brave. Out in the night, a voice was calling orders, an accent of a man not from this town. I hurried into my tunic, just as my master was scurrying toward the hearth. It took a long time for the door to come asunder, and my master had the bellows working by then, the glow from the flames casting shadows. My master thrust a straw rush into the suddenly glowing embers and called out, Who is it? Who's knocking? He managed to sound unconcerned, using the kindly questioning tone he used on matron and madman alike. I picked up the wood axe, set it down, hefted the meat hook and set it down too. I was aware of how little I knew about fighting. The kitchen servants were stirring, and I cast aside a waffle iron and a pair of tongs, neither of them a weapon. Maud, my master's wife, was saying this was exactly why we needed a dog. And a big dog too, she added. None of us really frightened yet. It was a time of outlaws and travelling beggars, and we were prepared for whatever heaven brought our way. I darted into the smithy, where the dark was scented with charcoal, and found what I was seeking. I hurried back into the growing light of the hearth fire, a penny maul, the hammer I used for minting fresh coins in my grip. Otto, my master, was a moneyer, a man who minted coins for King Richard. He was still trying to get a straw rusher light blowing on the gold spark of the tip. When we had the flame alive and had touched it to the candle ends on the hearth, he told his wife to run and tell the sheriff's men. Outlaws are being killed by Edmund here. Hurry, before they are all dead. He said this with a hopeful smile in my direction, trusting that my duties as apprentice included knocking the brains out of outlaws. Pickpockets crowded the streets every market day nearly every night gone south to travel with the king to the Holy Land on crusade. My master loved a touch of luxury, and he wore a coney-skin roof at his church-day collar. Even though he now wore an evening robe hastily thrown on, the gold thread gleamed. The door was pounded to kindling by then, and a black glove flung the remaining scraps free of the doorframe. And then we knew... This was not a brace of cowherds celebrating Monday market a few nights too soon. This was not a tavern full of drunks winning a bet by breaking into the silver mint. At the sight of the black leather armour and chain mail of our besiegers, my master Otto, Munier of Nottingham, drew back all the way to the far wall. Run! he rasped. I did not take a step. Even if it cost me my head, I would defend my master and his good wife. Edmund, run! Otto said again, not raising his voice, the words snapping white in the cold that entered the room with the exchequer's men. Sometimes I hear good advice and take it quickly, but sometimes I am slow to come to reason. Heaven be my shield, I prayed, as black ox leather gauntlets seized me and held me hard. My hammer dropped. Stout figures pinned my master to the wall. 
His good wife had not had the time to hurry to the sheriff and now looked on helplessly. The men dragged my master into the smithy and others hauled me after him and we panted in the blackness while these strangers lit the stub candles. Otto of Clifton, said the accent, and I recognised it now, the way they spoke in London, where they prefer names like William and Robert. The exchequer's man repeated my master's name, pronouncing Otto as though the name were an absurdity. I am Otto, and I ask who addresses me, retorted my master. I felt a dash of pride at the spirit of the man who had become, in a sense, my father. The exchequer's men groped among themselves. I thought for a moment that they looked for a document from the king, a proclamation, a summons to London to answer for some mistake in the pipe rolls, some trifling sum my master had gotten wrong. A broadsword glinted in the shifting candlelight. Hold him!